Alright guys, welcome to the Old Glory Red Report. Today we're back here at Fort Rock coming at you with the post-match analysis for the Colorado Switchbacks versus the Sacramento Republic game that happened last Saturday. It was a very entertaining game to say the least. We'll come at you with all the details right after this. Alright guys, so thanks for joining us again. As always, Mark Anthony here. I'm KCJ. We're going to be talking about that Colorado Switchback Sacramento game at the weekend. It was a very entertaining game for the neutral. I think it was played a lot in the midfield. A 1-0 result will get us the three points on the road. What was your overall thoughts on this game, Mark? Uh, you know, it was a forgettable game. I think at the end of the season, we're probably not going to remember too much from this game. To be it honest got muddy with you. in the middle quite a bit. Yeah, and not a lot of goal, great goal-scoring chances from either side. Uh, also, the time of day was atrocious because the, the glare and the shadows, the shadows was absolutely terrible for the fan at home. Yeah, completely. The first half, I mean, honestly, it was very distracting. I will, I have to admit. <laughs> I mean, just it, trying to watch was distracting. Yeah, we came out flat. Both teams kind of came out real soft, in my opinion. Absolutely. Plus, with the glare, it's hard to see what was going on, really. Um, so, again, very forgettable at the end of the season. This is going to be one of those throwaway games. We'll be like, oh, yeah, we did win that game. I don't really remember too much of it, but we got three points. Yeah, I mean, I, I found it entertaining. I thought it was a game where both teams had chances, like you said, especially in the first half. Republic came out a little slow, but they had their chances. We had a good set-piece play um, where Harris took it and put it pretty close to on. That was a good play. Yeah, switchbacks had a couple of better chances than we did. I honestly thought they controlled the ball a little better. They moved the ball a little better in the first half than we did personally, um, but our defense stayed strong. I, I thought we might do the three in the back. We ended up doing Cohen with Gomez, um, Kynan, Harris, and Tainter across the back, filling in for Horde, who was mm -hmm. on the bench. Uh, Sari and Skundrick played that middle uh, sense of defensive mid we saw before. Warner came on for um, Bishev, who's injured with a thigh injury. Right. Um, Iwasa and Blackwood played their spots coming into it, and Bonomo started up top. I thought they might go into the back three. Were you kind of thinking that with the lineup? That yeah, came out? I did because when I saw the lineup and I saw uh, Warner and Gomez, I was like, okay, we're gonna go with like a three-five-two type deal with. Because uh, Tainer, Harris, and Kaino, we've talked about it. Those are our three center backs, very strong. Uh, they can definitely play three at the back yeah. if needed because they have the required uh, athleticism and size to do it. And we might see it. We saw it actually a little bit in the second half of the first match. But, yeah, you're right. I thought that right away. I even, you know, we were texting. I was like, oh, it looks like three in the back. But, no, Tainer played out on the left. Gomez went out to the right, which I thought was very interesting yeah. considering the matchup. Well, and he is naturally a right back, and he has moved over to that left back position right. for us. So it was pretty, you know, a pretty obvious move, I guess, to switch him over there. But obvious, I'm not quite yeah, sure what. what but why was Ford out though? I'm not quite sure. That's true. Obvious in terms of footedness, I agree. Tainer's a lefty. He he's more he comfortable fits the on the left. A bit better. But but knowing that. We were going to be playing a team with that pace on that side. That's where I was, you know, like surprised. I was yeah. like, "Oh, we're putting our quickest defender away from Malcolm, their quickest forward." But to Elliot's credit, Tainer really shut down that side of the field. And absolutely. And on the other side, you did have Jome, um, who's coming out of that position in the backs, playing really high. 
So you did have that defensive duty to do over there for Gomez. So, I, you know, I don't understand why Horde was out. I thought he played great last game. I don't think there was a problem with him. But the coach saw something switched over to Tainter. We, we did. saw Tainter get up the field a little bit. We did. It was quite interesting <laughs> to see him get up the field a little bit. We did talk a little bit about the first half. The switchbacks came out in a 4-3-3 kind of attacking formation. They did come out where we thought where they would try to spread that ball out wide to the wings. They kind of played that middle diamond that allows for the ball to move to the sides, try to work it back in from set piece or um, from side to side, putting crosses into the box. Um, I don't think they had too much, but they had a few good chances. The, the, uh, the first half was pretty open to me, though. It just didn't really have any teeth. Neither team was really getting there and performing in the final third. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were on the road. Switchbacks, they look to be a possession-based side. I think that's what we're going to expect from them. They didn't create too many chances. They did hold possession, but ultimately, I really don't think they put too much stress on our back line or Cohen. They, yeah. Our back line or Cohen really didn't have to do anything out of the ordinary to keep a clean sheet. Absolutely. And I did want to touch on that a little bit is the cohesion between Cohen and that back line. Like they seem to be working very well together. And that's something that I'm really excited to see. Like when Cohen comes out, he talks to him, speaks to him, let him know where he's going to be. That back line lets Cohen know where they're going to be. It's, it's a great thing happening in the back line. And I thought they held very, very strong in the first half. The second half saw no lineup changes coming into it from us. We kind of played that same formation, trying to do the things that worked. I think it was a pretty good half. I think we played a little bit better in the second half. I don't think we were as flat as we were in the first half. But switchbacks also did kind of step up in the second half and make it a little more entertaining, too. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, ultimately, I don't think we had enough bite in this game at all. I Neither thought, team did, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was disappointed with... Uh, you know, it's great to get three points. Don't get me wrong. Um, that's always, first and foremost, most important. I'd rather watch our team play poorly and win right, instead of you know playing great and lose or draw, right? Um, but ultimately, we need to see more from our attacking presence. Absolutely. Uh, Sam Werner... Again, making things happen. He gets fouled in the box. Penalty. Uh, clear, uh, clear penalty. You know, I mean, the he, guy scissors him completely out of the damn We've game. scored two goals this season in two games, and he's been responsible for two of them. Absolutely. Well, yeah, he's, he set them both up. Yeah. yeah. So that's terrific. Iwasa stepped up to that penalty, though, and cool as a cucumber. Were you just, nervous? I, I, a little bit. Our history <laughs> at penalties has not been the most solid. Iwasa missed a couple last year, yeah, too. Yeah, but, I mean, as cool as a cucumber, steps it up, dinks it just to the left of the keeper, no problem, like he's been there a thousand times, and puts us up, and we held on to that goal. I, I think the substitution's coming on. Warner came off for Partain. Um, Sari came off for Villarreal. Bonomo came off for Mahoney, who got his first appearance with for us. I don't think we saw much change from any of the guys coming off the bench. I just don't think any of them did enough to really sway the game when they came on. I don't think the attitude or the tactic of the game changed enough when they came on to make a difference. Right, right. Uh, as, as for Colorado, I mean, we're going to see them later on again in the season. We will. Uh, I thought they were, they were better than I thought. Um, they were able to hold possession. You know, they didn't create too much, but I think they're looking, after two games, extremely early, I think they're looking like a team that is probably a playoff team. I'd say probably in the 6-8 to eight range, if I had to guess. I think they're a little bit higher up on the table than I originally probably put them. Mm -hmm. I don't think I had them making the playoffs, but they might squeak in there and get that. Um, 
their big flaw is going to be they rely a lot on the wings coming up on Shane Malcolm and, and that, and unless they get some other guys to step up, I mean, he was their main player the whole game versus us. The first game, he was the hat-trick hero, so they need some other players to step up around him and really contribute if they want to move forward, but I think we can see a lot from this this season. Who's so, your uh, man of the match? My man of the match, I'm going to go, I, I know you picked him last time, I'm going to pick him this time, is Warner. I think he comes on and he makes a difference. He changes the game. He's someone that creates, like you said, he created both goals for us. He got in the box. He created a great opportunity. The defender had to go to ground to try to stop him. He earns that penalty. For me, it's Warner all day. Uh, yeah, I mean, hard to argue against that. For me, I'm going to give a shout-out to Mitchell Tainer. He's my player of the game. I, he did fantastic. He stepped in. You know, um, he's he's capable of playing any position in the back line. But to play left back in probably his toughest 1v1 matchup of the season, in a position that he doesn't normally play week to week, I gotta give him credit. Malcolm was quiet, and we even saw Tanner get up the field a few times and create something on offense. So, I really thought that, you know, he's called upon, he showed up, you wouldn't have known if you weren't, you know, a fan of this team. You wouldn't have known that that guy was out of position or anything like it, that. It, it threw me off when I saw him in the starting eleven. Like we talked about, we thought we were going to go to the back three. So to see him play out in that left back position was quite interesting. But he did a great job, completely. I do want to say um, we need to see more from Bonomo up top. Absolutely. Two games, two games. I'm left wanting more from our center forward now. You know, your your center four doesn't have to be your best player. They don't have to be the person that dominates the ball. But they need to find themselves in the box creating space. They need to have a poacher's mentality. I don't see enough space being created from him or opportunities on the ball created from him. Maybe he'll grow into the team, but I think I'm a little concerned. This is going into game three now. I'm wondering if we don't see a good performance from him, if we need to go back to putting a Wasa up top and dropping Bonmo to a reserve. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, you know, he's going to probably get a few more starts. I don't think the coach is going to drop him quite yet. I think he'll get a few more chances because in preseason we did see him do good things. We did see this current lineup that we see doing good things. Right. So I think the coach will give him a couple more chances, but I agree that front line, Bonomo, Blackwood, Iwasa, and, you know, whoever plays out right, either a BJEV or in this particular situation, Warner, it, we need to create more up there. We're not passing the ball fluently. We're not getting that opportunity. We're flat. We need better movement from uh, Bonomo up top. We need him not only holding the ball up, but creating chances. So, and absolutely. not just him. Uh, we need to see more from Blackwood. Yeah, Blackwood. We need to see more from Owasa. 100%. I mean, Owasa scored the goal on a penalty, but let's be honest. Other than that, what he create? Yeah, let's be honest. The Republic have scored two goals in two games. That's not going to do it for the rest of the season. You cannot rely on giving up a half a goal a game through the entire season. We know that we're not going to give up very many goals. We know that we probably have the best keeper in the USL. Yep. We probably have one of the top two or three back lines in the USL. But still, you can't go game to game to game to game and only try to score one goal and hope that that's enough. We saw it in the first game. We were the dominant team, Yeah. but one goal wasn't enough because a fluke happens, a penalty, a bad call, a bad error defensively. You know, you got to expect going into a game that you need to score two goals. That's just the mindset you have to have all the time. You need that comfort zone. Um, my last point for this game, I do think we looked better on set pieces. Mm -hmm. um, 
Harris looks like he's got a good foot coming off of those set pieces, putting the ball on target. From corners, we have some bodies now. We're actually looking pretty opposing. And on the other end of that, defending set pieces looks a lot better this season. So is that's, it like a thing that we have center backs who take set pieces? Like, is that like ever public thing going forward? I mean, as long Fomenta, as it works, if it works, it works. We'll take Fomenta it. took a lot of our dangerous, uh, you know, set pieces where you're putting the ball on target. Yeah. Harris, I was a little surprised. I mean, he's a new player to the team. He, he stepped, stepped up, up, and I'm like. Okay, let's see what he's got. It was not a bad effort. I no, mean, it was one of all. our cleaner chances of the game. So you, I'd probably argue that it was our best chance other than the goal. So I mean. looking forward, I do think we need to step up more on set pieces. We do have the the, the personnel to, to be really good on set pieces, not just from dead balls but from corners as well. So I think looking forward this season, that was kind of a positive I saw from this game. I think we did a lot better on set pieces than we have in a few years. So we'll take that. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to wrap this one up. We appreciate you guys watching. I just wanted to throw out a note real quick. We are doing some transitions this season, so stick with us. Uh, We had a few audio issues with the new uh, environment. Uh, The football manager, we've had a few issues with that we're trying to work out. It's a very young season. We're working along with everybody else trying to get up to speed, so stick with us. We appreciate you viewing. You can always check us out on Facebook at Old Glory Red Report, Instagram and Twitter at Old Glory Red, over at the YouTube at Old Glory Red Report as well. Uh, If you like it, we're on the Beautiful Game Network. These will become podcasts that go up over there, and it's going to be across our whole network, so check that out, bfg.fm. Or bgn.fm, sorry. Yeah, let us know who your man of the match was. Let us know what you have taken from the first two games. What would you like to see change? Uh, Lineup changes, a different approach, maybe a tactical change. Give us your thoughts. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Me and Casey, we already talk to each other every day. We already know what we're going to say to each other, but we want to hear from you guys. Let us know. Also, Sunday, day game, tailgating. It's a 2 p.m. kickoff. So we're going to have that match preview. It's going to be... I'm excited because it's a day game. I think the weather is going to be like 75 degrees. should be a nice one. It looks like it's going to be nice. Oh, man. I am stoked. I think that we're going to have a good crowd. Considering the first game of the season was absolutely atrocious weather. I mean, it was fun, but it was like 45 and cold and windy this time i feel like i can actually pull the barbecue out and get some barbecuing done there we go so yeah we'll have that uh pre-match build-up coming up for the okc game who's undefeated by the way back on top of the table (laughs) um we will also have a state of the republic coming out later in this week we'll have a special guest coming out so stick around for that we appreciate you guys watching this until next time that's mark anthony casey j over here peace